episode five of Virtually Relevant. My name's William. This is Kevin. And I'm Josh. Happy holidays to everybody. We, uh, we hope you have a good holiday break and spend some time with your loved ones. Uh, for the final episode of 2019, we thought we'd discuss some of the must-have games for new VR owners. Uh, we know there's a lot of people who are just getting into VR for the first time due to gifting or getting gifted a headset. So we thought we'd do some of that, as well as just kind of give our thoughts on, you know, wrapping up 2019 and what we look forward to in the next decade. So uh, before we do that, Josh, do you want to give us a little bit of the VR news that's breaking as of last episode? Yeah, one of the things that's really making the rounds is how Facebook is now uh, advising everybody that if you stay logged in to your Facebook account on the Oculus um uh, the, the store app on your computer that runs while you run VR, they will be tracking your information and, and the things that you do in VR. And I guess the games that you play, how much time you spend in them, there's not really clear on how much data they're, they're going to be track tracking. Um, but obviously if you're in VR and all that information is being captured in order to enable VR, they could theoretically track copious amounts of data on what kind of a person you are as far as the games that you play, the content that you consume, and, and how you consume them. So that's something that uh, a lot of people are definitely talking about. Do you guys have thoughts on that? I mean, it's it's interesting. It's one of those things, like you said, they, they kind of previously said, oh, no, 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 we're not going to be tracking any more information than we need. Um, and then, obviously, they are tracking a decent amount of information. It was also kind of unclear what they were tracking in the beginning, um, and you know they had that big fallout with their privacy policy several months ago. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, honestly, for my personal uh, you know worries, I'm not really concerned. Uh, if I'm not using VR, I pretty much shut down the Oculus app um, as best I can, unplug the headset, things like that. So they're, you know, I'm not worried about anybody tracking the information that I've that I exposed while i'm in vr um facebook's gonna collect data no matter what they you know there's a reason they bought oculus it's and it's not just because they believe in the future of vr there's a lot of data that they can get and there's a lot of data that they can sell and there's a lot of things that they can do with this platform they did not buy it to see the inevitability of vr become what it can be they bought it because it's a product that they realized that, hey, this fits into our ecosystem where we can make it fit into our ecosystem and we think this is going to be useful. It's the same reason they bought WhatsApp, same reason they bought Instagram, you know, all these other companies that they've bought over the years. They they see a use for it. They see a value on their investment. Um, and I think we're finally starting to see the surface of them, you know, getting some return on that. Kevin, what do you think? uh what, what what you kind of said josh says you know you get uh w what were your exact words it gives them the uh the ability right the the ability to 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 take a peek at everything that you're doing yeah you know of, of course to, to me uh it's like they they've had the ability to for for a very very long time it's just it's it's really the question to me is if they are doing it or not and to what extent they're doing it um you know again most likely they obviously they are are doing it uh it's just the the question is to what extent um you know and 
as as of right now it doesn't seem too bad uh but in the future whenever you we start getting things like eye tracking uh possible body biometrics um and if that starts getting recorded and sent back to facebook that'll be kind of kind of creepy kind of weird uh, so hopefully it doesn't get to that point, but you know, again, who knows? It's it's all up to really what they want to do. Um, yeah. The other thing I would throw out if- is uh, consider a scenario where Facebook flips this switch and starts um, parsing the data and finds it not um, uh, the gold mine that we think it is of data. Um, or it's just not actionable for the profits that they need to um, balance the the amount of money they're investing in, in August and they decide to move away from VR. Yeah. I mean, that's a possibility. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, I think what we're most likely to see is some sort of ad placement op- opportunities. Um, I, was I was thinking Ready to... Player One. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I was listening to a... Anyway. To a uh, a YouTuber who was talking about the different things that um, he does a lot of analytics and stuff like that. And one of the things he was talking about is Facebook actually realized um, not too long ago that they actually hit their threshold for ads um, in the normal Facebook feed and page and everything. So they had, they have to figure out a new way to, to maximize revenue because companies don't get to just coast these days, you know, with the investors and everything like that, there has to be forward momentum and upward growth. And so in some countries, they've started testing ads in the Facebook stories um, process. So, like, you know, you, you get to see, like, two or three of your friends' stories, and then there's an ad. It's like a five-second ad, and then two or three stories. And a lot of other countries, like India and things like that, it works. It's fine. There's no complaints. But here in the U.S., that hasn't caught on, apparently. Um, it's just not as accepted. So it'll be interesting to see what they do to sort of add you know, put ad placement and monetize, like you'll start seeing billboards outside your, your beautiful cottage window in Oculus home, or, you know, what, what is the future of ads in VR going to be? Because I know it's coming. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, but, uh, there's Josh, you mentioned, uh, before we started that Tesla suit has uh, some new hardware that they're, they announced, right? Yeah. It's, uh, kind of one of the, the the missing components to to what tesla suit brought to the market right so full body haptics full body uh, motion capture biometry that kind of stuff but it always lacked bringing your hands into the game and so now uh the verge um, just reported that they uh, have announced their uh, gloves that they're going to be showing off at this year's ces or i guess technically next year's ces um and so you'll you'll have with the right headset and uh, I guess facial tracking features, you could theoretically bring your entire physical body into VR. So it's going to do the the haptics. It's going to do tracking of, of finger movement um, and some biometry as well. So you should be able to capture a lot of data and do a lot of data input. Interesting. Yeah, I mean hands are definitely useful. Like Quest came out or has started rolling out their uh, their hand tracking 
uh, you know, functionality, which is going to be interesting. I, I'm always kind of skeptical when it doesn't include haptics, but with the Tesla suit, you know, having that sort of haptic ability, it'd be interesting to see what what we actually get. So I'll be excited to try something like that on in the, the near future. On the same news front, um, Haptex, a different yep. different company, um, just recently announced that they got uh, a partnership. I believe the partnerships with Advanced Input Systems and uh, another round of funding. So that means we should see a productized version of the Haptex gloves coming to market. Um, I mean, the one that's we've seen in the news and, and on podcasts and, and the like has been their kind of prototype developer kit. So I'm really interested to see um, what the price point these Tesla suit gloves come in as and um, the comparison between the, the two products. Yeah, I definitely I think that'll be that'll be cool. I definitely think that the Tesla suit will be while it'll be a premium product. I think the Haptex will definitely be the um, the, all the bells and whistles, Rolls Royce right. kind of, you know, the top of the line, best you can get, right? Model. So, I mean, I know we're recording this the day after Christmas uh, here in the U.S. So most people, um, or at least a lot of people, you know, got gifts last uh, last night and or yesterday morning. So, um, did anybody get a Oculus Quest? that didn't already have one they're sold out everywhere you're not allowed to get them well you could have gotten one before i mean that's the thing is they're sold out i would assume because everyone's buying them for people so either way if any of our lister listeners got a quest or got a rift s or are new to vr um it's it's kind of important that you know what content out there is worthwhile there's a lot of stuff on the steam store it's easy to get kind of just frazzled by all the options so i thought it'd be good to give some you know here are some solid games uh, that you know have either a lot of replayability or are just very fun, really good intro games to get you jumping right into the Oasis, so to speak. So um, the biggest one that's been on my newsfeed lately has been Boneworks, which um, is doesn't require the index controllers, but if you have the index controllers, it's apparently pretty amazing. Um, unfortunately, I don't. Uh, I have not yet bought the bullet on that one, but um, graphically, gameplay-wise, it has a sandbox, uh, sandbox mode that's apparently pretty great, so um, definitely check that one out. Um, and then the other one that uh, I'll throw out there is Beat Saber, which is kind of a no-brainer to most people. It's why why a lot of people bought the Quest or the Rift S. Um, it should just so, come on the Quest. I mean, I mean uh, on any VR right. headset. It should just it should be a standard, shipping title. comes with it part of the cost yeah. extra 30 bucks uh, and you have no option and not oculus to buy just it. bought beat games so maybe that's a future that we'll see is that you know there or did is it technically facebook bought beat games but either way um you know they just got bought so you know maybe we'll see a, a not so distant future where they just it comes standard now it's, it's going to come at horizons I, I i'd wager that it's going to be a part of horizons in some way it's going to be like integrated yeah somehow. it's going to be like a selling point join horizons get beat saber with your friends yeah that would make sense um so kevin do you want to throw out a few that you know sort of rock solid ones you think of, you can think of uh you know so i i, I will say that me you know i'm not too much of a rhythm game person uh but 
obviously to reiterate yeah uh beat saber is just taken over like nothing else um so i know a lot of people like it um let's see for me uh skyrim is is pretty cool in vr yeah. uh, and it's on sale right now during the winter sale on steam and i don't think it's available on oculus quest or on the oculus store but yeah skyrim vr yeah um and then also uh one that i've been playing here and there uh with a a buddy is pavlov uh basically if you're a fan of counter-strike or a first-person shooter um that's seems to be one of the go-to games uh you might go with um onward as well is is somewhat popular yeah if you're uh, an fps person those are those are easy gets but, or if you want to get into esports you know those, those true, are also true they do have an esports uh following going on so how about you josh want to throw out a couple yeah absolutely um i always recommend rec room to anybody that's getting into vr for any reason just because it's a free game it's a quick way to pick up uh other games with other people meet people in vr i think that's one of the standout features of virtual reality is not to isolate yourself but to immerse yourself in an experience with somebody else um the climb is kind of a, a visceral feeling to the how the depth and height of things uh work as a mechanic in vr um and then back to that esports thing that i, I dropped at echo arena uh, is and it's a single player counterpart uh, lone echo are absolutely fantastic titles to to check out again i'm i'm primarily i enjoy titles that allow me to connect with others and, and do things multiplayer so um one of, one of the other ones that i brought up before we started um uh recording here was star trek bridge crew but the guys brought up a good point that some of these titles while they are fantastic when they're released um they're they're dependent on having a multiplayer um environment and so star trek bridge crew might not have a huge uh fan base that are still actively playing so you might find yourself waiting for eternity to find um somebody yeah. else to fill up that bridge I mean that's one of the downsides of some of these earlier games or, or just even some of the some of the more recent games too is you know if it's a multiplayer only game um and that's something to look at whenever you're considering purchasing a game is how active what's the active users like steam lets you see active users so that's a pretty useful metric to have but i mean case in point i bought uh eagle flight vr on a steam sale uh two years ago tried to fire it up that day and there was no one on like I sat there for a good 15, 20 minutes waiting for a game. Now, Eagle Flight is one that released before or during like the CV1 launch. Um, so it's not necessarily an amazing metric for like current user base, but and it did use the the controller, the Xbox One controller as a, as a means of control. Um, later, they updated it to include touch, but it was just one of those things where it's like, man, this game was really fun when I played at Oculus Connect with people, but now there's no one to play with. So you're kind of just playing with the bots in the single player mode, and it's not that satisfying. 
And that's um, that's when crossovers like No Man's Sky can actually really shine, right? Like I right. I was not a huge um, fan of No Man's Sky, the original launch, but now that it's actually delivered on its promise of multiplayer, and it's included a virtual reality mode, I argue actually that the VR mode is more um, entertaining playing No Man's Sky than it was just on the computer. I'd argue that most most things, but. I'm a little biased here, but I, I will say No Man's Sky is fantastic in VR. If you have a chance to pick that up and, and you like sci-fi or world building or exploring, things like that, um, especially if there's some friends that are capable of doing the same thing, it, it is definitely a win. Yeah, that's one of the ones I've considered. It's on my list of maybe I'll buy it, maybe I won't. You know, I'm not sure if it's in the winter sale, but if it is, I might take a look. Um, so some honorable mentions are some ones that, you know, are worth shouting out uh super hot single player campaign amazing um depending upon how good you are and how fast you burn through levels it can be kind of short but it's a fantastic game for the money and if you can catch it on sale it's well worth the buy um if you burn through super hot pick up pistol whip yeah pistol whip is is the new the new sort of spiritual successor i'd say um and it's it's very fun. Um, one I always love to shout out to people is the lab. Like it's free from valve. It showcases the best of what VR can be. Some of some just really incredibly replayable games like the longbow demo uh, in the lab is one of my go-to first experiences for people. I, I will put them in that because everyone understands, even if they've never shot a bow and arrow in their life, everyone kind of gets the basic mechanics they don't have to be taught too much or handheld like do this button press this here do these things um so that's always a good one couldn't Um, couldn't agree more the only thing i think the lab would benefit from is multiplayer in some way if there was some way to like add multiplayer games to it i think it would be one of my top three games i think stay tuned i think honestly that that'll start that'll become a thing i don't know if it'll be part of the lab original but I honestly think there will be some sort of multiplayer capability in a, in a Valve title soon. Um, they are working on three, you know, three official titles, and Alex is the first of those. So we'll see. Um, I, I I think we're going to see some multiplayer stuff from them in the not too distant future. The uh, the next rumored from um, from Valve is Left for Dead VR. Yes, very good. That'll be terrifying and some so many light bulbs broken <laughs> so terrifying wake of that thing tvs will be destroyed in mass square trade warranties will never have been more valuable um, <laughs> uh, so i have an eight-year-old he loves space pirate trainer so i always like to recommend that one incredibly replayable you know you can compete with your friends for the highest score taking turns that's a great one Gorn is another one like that. You know, just it's arena combat. It's cartoony gore. It is gore. So, you know, depending on your comfort level, Um, but it is fairly cartoony. It it is quite graphic, though, still, for even though being. It is very graphic. I I will not deny that. It's quite graphic. Um, But it is cartoony. So, you know, use your your judgment there. Um, Job simulator and vacation simulator are like must, must tries. they were some of like the bundled with the Vive when they first launched and things like that. I love them. They're always good for you know figuring out interactivity in VR. They are some of the most polished 
amazing games and that's why uh alchemy labs got bought by google is yeah. because they make some amazing content it's it's so hilarious it's definitely content it it's yes very easy to follow along with uh there's it's not overly complex just about anybody of any background gamer or not can play it um it's very accessible they've spent tons of hours just going over every point of of content to make sure that it's anybody uh, whether they're they have accessibility issues or, or not um, are able to enjoy this these games so it, they're a fantastic um, set of games the, all the content that alchemy labs uh, puts out is, is is great stuff agreed um, if you're going to be spending some time with family if you have a quest or even have a rift s um, keep talking and nobody explodes is something we mentioned during our thanksgiving episode it's really fun it involves the whole group instead of just the person that's in the headset so that's always a good one um i i, I like to recommend to people um my wife loves uh i expect you to die um i know kevin uh you've played that one right uh yeah i've, I've played all through that one and actually not too long ago i found out that they actually had an update for it and they added yeah. maybe like one or two more levels. So yeah. I actually need to go back and play those. Uh, but it it came out at no additional charge. It just showed up one day. And like I said, I, I was just kind of kind of scrolling through my library and noticed that it had update. And the little icon for it had changed. And it had a little banner across it um, mentioning the, the update and the uh, new playable um uh, puzzle it's it's very much a puzzle game so it's it's very cool to just kind of sit down uh and it can be kind of entertaining uh you know if if you have it going up on the tv or something and and watching family members just kind of it's it kind of see the the gears turning in in their mind you know yeah. as you're watching them yeah, that's part of why my life, my uh, my wife loves it is that it is, it's very much a it's an escape room. It's an escape room in VR. Um, a well Pretty done much, one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, each level is a new one, and yeah, they they came out with a new mission a while back, and then they came out with a new one semi recently. And yeah, that's one of the things I love about that game is they just keep adding more content to it without you know forcing you to buy DLC. It's it's really good. Um, and then one of the ones we had on our list here, and I, I, I can only imagine it's if you hate yourself, um, is Resident Evil. So, so many, we talked about this before. So many people. Yeah, for our uh, Halloween. Have said, yeah, so many people have said that they have like not finished this game or, uh, you know, just ruined pairs of underwear, you know, playing this game. It's, it's apparently pretty bad. Um, if you have personal space issues, I don't recommend it. There's some very in your face scenes in this game but if you're into horror if you're into that genre uh if you just love resident evil it's it's worth a try it's worth a, it's worth picking up so i'll uh, say one of my favorite uh youtube channels is ups and not jump and he did a review recently of uh, during the holiday season i guess, uh, halloween season he did uh, alien isolation and he said yeah. that alien isolation makes resident evil look like zootopia so <laughs> so i have a friend who played alien isolation before it had like quote unquote official um vr support uh, support yeah it was back before the touch it was you know xbox one controller and and 
and all that. And yeah, he, uh, him and some friends played and they did not enjoy themselves yet. Did. <laughs> uh, they hated, they hated the experience, but couldn't stop. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so let us know in our comments on our podcast here, if, if you guys have yeah. tried either of these, um, games and really any of the games that we talked about today right um right we are, or if you have suggestions we definitely um recommend some feedback um all the games that we have listed here we will put them in the description of the podcast so that you can look at them each individually i think m- most of these games if not all these games have been reviewed to death and back again so there's plenty yeah. of youtube videos and things out there to check out and there's plenty of content for as far as reviews and and picking apart the games and their ups and their downs and things like that. But these are definitely, it's a great title list that if you're looking to get started with countless hours of entertainment, that is all going to be quality in VR. I I highly recommend all these titles that we've talked about. Agreed. So as we bring 2019 to a close, we won't have another episode before the end of the year. So as we bring 2019 to a close, um, is there anything you guys can think of that uh you know the listeners should know or or you know just sort of some some closing thoughts for the year i mean it's the end of a decade the time is now we went from (laughs) the time is now uh we went from no vr or really Uh terrible very clunky expensive vr to now we have you know these self-contained units that we can throw in our backpacks um, all in the span of that one decade and actually closer to a half of that decade. Um, and now, you know, we're, we're wrapping up what this will be close to three years of commercial VR. Um, if you, if we're going from the CV one launch. So, uh, you know, it, we've come a long way in such a short time. Um, and we're, we're starting a new decade. So, I just think it's interesting to see where we were in, let's say, 2010 to where we are now coming up on 2020 and and see how the industry has changed, see how gaming has changed, see how uh, computing has changed. You know, smartphones were not, you know, widely, uh, or at least what we now consider a smartphone was not a widely prevalent device you know, in 2010, it was starting to get there, but you know, we, I think 2010. Let's see. Yeah, the first iPhone. iPhone 4? The first iPhone came out 2007. So. Yeah, so I think we were like four 4s in 2010, which is, gah, wow, that's so far back yeah, I at think, this point. I think that'll be a great <laughs> topic for us to discuss in our deep dive on the next one. Is is to do a, a full dive in the retrospection of uh, where VR has come in the last 10 years as we close off the decade, right? um agreed so that's it that's something to look forward to on our next episode uh for 2020 absolutely i i will say for the holiday season um i'm i'm excited to see a a very successful quest in the market and i'm just i'm excited to see um the index have a successful launch I'm, i'm i'm excited to see all the new uh premium tier technologies that are coming out the, the the launches the the momentum in the industry is definitely building kevin any closing thoughts uh well yeah so yeah i'm, I'm gonna kind of uh um 
canary, Josh. Um, I'm I'm excited for uh, stuff that has kind of come out recently with the quest and the index. Uh, we got Oculus Link coming out. You know, they're still working on that uh, to uh, iron out the as as far as I can tell, fairly minor bugs. Uh, you yeah. know, just to get latency down a little bit, uh, I need to get my uh, link cable in here, yeah. as well as I'm kind of running on a older system, so I actually have one of the uh, boards that plugs it, one of the expansion boards in the PCIe slot for my USB three uh, to do the the uh, original rift and the cameras so uh, now yeah. i need to change that out or add in a new one for the um usb-c mm-hmm. um now it does come with a uh, adapter right for usb-a uh the official cable i'm not sure um okay yeah i, I would assume it would but um, you can you can use USB A to USB C cables, um, okay. with varying I guess degrees of compatibility. Yeah, that's, that's probably just where I was mixed up because as pretty much as far as I know, the the link cable itself, uh, the the official one from Oculus, uh, that's 15 feet long. They're saying USB C to USB C. You know, yeah, it's just USB C to USB C. Um, yep. Which can we just make that a standard cable length for any VR? Like it has to be a minimum of fifteen feet. I don't know why it would be. I less. honestly would love that. That sounds great. I can't see any reason that any VR headset would have less than minimum ten. Like it's it's not really as useful unless it's at least ten feet. I, I think so you meant to say a minimum better. of fifteen. <laughs> I mean, fifteen is what I would want, but honestly, I can see a minimum of ten being the the default but we'll see that's all in 2020 so alrighty well it's gonna end up being a short episode this this uh this time i think but that is perfectly fine um i think that's it for us for 2019 we hope everyone has a good new year um and we'll catch all in the beginning of january in a couple weeks in the year of hindsight. <laughs> exactly. Well, that it is. Hindsight. Well, let's hope it's not all so terrible. So, all right, everyone. <laughs> Sign off and talk to you all later. Bye. See you, everyone. Au revoir. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Virtually Relevant. If you liked it, please consider rating and reviewing us on your favorite podcast app. It helps bring us up in the charts and makes us easier to find. If you'd like to support Houston VR and this podcast, please consider becoming a Patreon member at patreon.com slash Houston VR. Until next time, thanks for listening.